0: Well, it's so good to be with you all this morning. Uh, it's fun. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's always ironic how things work. For one thing, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Don. I fly for Southwest. And, uh, and no, I didn't get stuck in all the weather last week because I was out in San Francisco for two nights. So we call it the left coast, but that's left not because of left, because it's left on the map. It's just like the east coast is, is the right coast. But anyway... So I didn't, I didn't get phased, but while all you guys were here in the snow, uh, I was pretty much in a little bit of sunshine, not a lot. But, uh, but I was blessed to be on the, the uh, West Coast, and again this week, Monday night and Tuesday night again. So. so that's my week, and it always happens that way, is when we're doing the preaching schedule, We never know who's doing what, but you know, so Mark had all week off because of snow days and I worked this week, but so he didn't have to preach and I do, but that's just how it works in life, isn't it? So today I'm so happy because we're still talking about made new is our series made new and 2018, it always gives us a chance to, to maybe not make resolutions because I can't stand them. You know, by the way, uh, Neil and I started a diet together. He probably wouldn't appreciate me saying this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Neil and I started a resolution. No, it wasn't a resolution, but we're going to weigh in March the 15th, I think is what he said. So I started at 199, and I just want you to know it. I'm at 204 now. So I'm doing a great job. I'm doing a great job. So anyway, be with me in the next few months as I try to get back on track but that's kind of a lead in for what our changes for this year to try to do something with your with your life. That's positive that that you maybe let the Holy Spirit get more in touch with you and what you want to do uh, for Christ and and let Christ be more of a part of you. And we're going to talk a lot about that uh, today. You know, it's our time to to make new and to make new with the Holy Spirit. You cannot get any better And we're going to spend a lot of time this morning, maybe 10 minutes or so, talking about the Holy Spirit, because as many of you, I don't know if you knew, when I grew up in church, you didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. That was like a taboo thing. You kind of put it in the box over here on the side. Anyway, and we're going to read Acts 2, 1 through 4, if we could pull that up. And it says, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers who were meeting together in one place, suddenly... There was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in their other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, never underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit. So we talk about all the time, we mention it in church, the, the Trinity. The God, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. Some people have said, some theologians have said, it's the union of God and the Father is the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus gave us through Pentecost here on this earth. See, number one in this verse is the wind as the breath of God. Have you ever thought about how the breath of God affects you? For one, I think you really have to be willing to accept the breath of God, to feel the wind on your face of God, and then to to accept what he's saying. Next week, I think what we're going to do is preach on Ezekiel, how Ezekiel and the wind comes through the valley of the dry bones. And the bones became flesh and it became life. And that's going to be really a, a fun sermon to preach. You see, Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit in John 3 to Nicodemus, about being born again. You see, the Holy Spirit allows us to be born again. You know, Mark talked about last week about prevenient grace and sanctifying grace. Prevenient grace is that grace that God gives us all the time through the Holy Spirit. It's there for us all we have to do is accept it and then we'll finally get to the point to where it's justifying grace where we accept Jesus in our hearts and we give our lives to him that's justifying grace okay well many of us including me stop there for a long time because we don't quite get to the next step of sanctifying grace you know I want to tell you a a story about me and how that grace, where I stopped right there. I stopped at justifying grace, you know, because basically I stopped there and I didn't continue on in my faith journey. But I was teaching Sunday school here. I was doing a lot of things at church. I was feeling good about that. But I was, I was Don Cox at church and then I was Don Cox at Southwest Airlines where I put on my cool shades and I was too cool for school, you know, I was going out and, and not acting like I should have. Maybe that's, that's too strong, but I wasn't dealing with people in a Christ-like manner. I was the boss, you know, still the boss, but I wasn't putting Christ first in my decisions. You know, I just wasn't quite there, but I didn't know that God was calling me to do more. Because you see, when you get to that sanctifying grace part, that's when you wear God on your face. That's when you let everybody around you know that God has touched you and you're going to touch others. That's the part I was messing. And that didn't figure that out. It took a long time. And I will tell you that uh, I've made a lot of people miserable for a lot of years. Glory be to Pam for hanging in there. You know, I'm not saying we weren't happy. But I was struggling looking for what in the world am I supposed to do to find my happiness in this world? And I wasn't listening to the Holy Spirit. I wasn't doing what I was called to do. I was running from it. Man, I was having fun because I was in a flying profession and I was pretty daggone good at it. And I liked doing it. I still love doing it. But where I failed was not taking the Holy Spirit to work with me. You know, you should hear some of the conversations you get into in a Cockpit. Because there's nothing else to do for eight hours of the day. And some of them weren't very spiritual. But I have to tell you now, is that's where I do the majority of my counseling now. They can't get away from me, so I've got them. (laughs) You know, the door's locked. But that's the point where I'm talking about being sanctified in grace and talking to others about grace And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning with the Holy Spirit. And how the Holy Spirit can equip you in ways that you never thought that the Holy Spirit can. You know, I I never thought in the last, well, the previous 50 years before I actually started preaching that I would ever be up here talking to you. Many of you know I'm an engineer. I don't like wordy paragraphs. You know, I'm used to taking 10 pages of technical stuff and, and putting it in a... In a half a page format. Well, guess what you do in church? You take a half page format and you make it 10 pages because of all these thoughts that, that are running through there. Spiritual thoughts. Good thoughts. So I didn't, I, I didn't feel qualified. I didn't feel worthy. I had a lot of things that I could hang my hat on and say, hey, I'm not going to preach. I don't need to do that. I can do other things in a church. I don't have to do this. But until I went to Cecilia and found out that peace that come settled over me through the Holy Spirit, that is when I found out what the Holy Spirit can do for you. That sanctifying grace that comes through accepting God's call and doing what God wants you to do. See, I like this, this, uh, this passage because it talks about equipping ministry. Equipping Ministry of the Spirit. See, all these people came together on Pentecost, and God had this great word to get out to them. God, everybody needed to hear this great word, but they couldn't communicate because they were all from different countries and regions and all had different dialects and languages. But the Holy Spirit filled them, and all of a sudden, everybody could talk to everybody. I just think that's so beautiful. That is so beautiful and a power of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the special care. So God put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony among members so that all members care for each other. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are honored with it. You know, I take this kind of how church works. We are a body of Christ. When we work together, we can do great things. You know, the Holy Spirit can touch you in church. It touches me sometimes in church. You never know the power of the Holy Spirit. I was, I was irritated at a person last week listening to Neil's sermon. And at the end, I was... I just felt so touched by the Holy Spirit to go to that person and talk to them and work out our differences. And I'm telling you, that is totally the work of the Holy Spirit because in my past life, I would have said, take a flying leap out of my life. I don't need you in it. But I'm telling you, i just stressing the power of the Holy Spirit. Think about what the Holy Spirit did with the disciples what did, what did Peter do? He denied Christ three times. What did the disciples do when Jesus told them to stay awake and pray with him? Well, they went to sleep. What a bunch of lugs. What a bunch of sluice. So they go to sleep at one of his, his most aching moments in his ministry. He knew that he was accepting his fate to die on that cross. He just asked a few of his best buddies to pray with him, and they go to sleep. You know, and they doubted some of the things he said. So Jesus couldn't even do what the Holy Spirit did with the disciples. I think that's pretty powerful. After the day of Pentecost, the disciples did great things. Peter's leading a service, and he didn't even get to the invitation when 3,000 people came down to be baptized. You see, the work of the Holy Spirit is there, but we have to allow the Holy Spirit in our, in our lives, in our bodies, in our minds. And I was telling you before, the Holy Spirit is part of that trinity. And we tried, I'm going to try to say this as gingerly as I can, because I don't always get it out and I come across gingerly. But when we put the Holy Spirit in a box... Because of societal pressures, because it doesn't feel good, because we can't understand it, we can't talk about it, then we're messing the whole point of our belief system. You know, just because we can't explain it, that's what faith's all about. That is what faith's all about. And I very much wish that I had grown up knowing more and talked more about the Holy Spirit, because that is what guides you on this earth. That is your connection with God, your personal connection to be with God. You know, I don't know, how many of you have the arm, your arm hair stand up during the music? During prayer, during all that stuff? The Holy Spirit manifests itself in different aspects through service. And I'm telling you, it's so much stronger when you're in a church environment. Because I truly believe this. Is that when we're here in church, that God knows that we're all here for one common thing. We're all here to worship God in one place and to let God know that we love him. And I think that invites the Holy Spirit here. I think it invites the Holy Spirit into each one of us. Those are manifestations that I get. And I'm telling you, that's why I love the music, contemporary Christian music. Just sets me on fire with the Holy Spirit. And uh, that is one of my biggest joys of coming to church, is to get fired up with the Spirit and worship with you guys together in spirit with the music. And that's what our vision for our church this year. We are doing great things in church. We have turned a corner in this church that is just so powerful. We're, we are a giving and a loving and a helping church. Uh, if By the way, uh, our room in the inn is going great. And if, if any of you would like to, to come out and check us out, I'll be here Thursday around 6 o'clock. I'd be glad to show any of you all the different jobs that we do uh, come out. And if you want to experience that, it's great. It's great to see how all of our volunteers work together and, and, uh, and perform those functions. And the same way with, with the food pantry, and then we've got Wesley Hilltop. And who knows, it's just when I think about what could happen at Wesley Hilltop, my mind, my head almost blows off because there is so much need that, and, and so much uh, grace to be given to others. And we could do that with the help of the Holy Spirit. When we all get on board together, you know, we've all been praying for this for a long time at church, and I'm going to talk about that as in the end when we close. But the last thing I want to talk about is relationships through the Holy Spirit. When you build that relationship with the Holy Spirit and you ask that person to come to church with you because the Holy Spirit gave you enough strength through Christ to ask somebody to come to church, and you make that friendship with them and you invite them to church, and then they make friendships and they invite others to church, That's the connectional part of the relational part of this that is so important that we need to touch on. You know, the Holy Spirit has given me a very fulfilling and successful life, but I had to answer to the Holy Spirit and accept that sanctifying grace. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your son to die on that cross for us and giving us the Holy Spirit to help us through these difficult and tough times on this earth. Lord, we just ask that that we all feel the presence of the Holy Spirit here today. That when we feel the wind on our faces when we go outside, we'll know that that's you talking to us. Lord, be with each and every family here today. Be with those in need. Be with the loved ones that that are hurting. Let those who are hurting come to you, Lord, and, and, and seek your advice and your guidance. Let them know and feel the love that you have to offer, the grace that you have to offer them. Lord, we know we're all sinners on this earth. We all do things that that aren't Christ-like. Let us all feel your grace. Let us all be filled with the love and grace that you have to offer. So that we may continue with that joy in our hearts and fill others with that joy. Lord, we just ask and pray for all those who are in need, all those who are in trouble touch each and every family represented here in extended family lord pray for our country lord pray that our country turns back to god lord just be with us be with us as we take communion today let us feel your warmth we ask all these things in thy name.